Listening Dog Media. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And I'm really chuffed to have this gorgeous guy on board today. And as you said, Kelly, I noticed in your social media, he's a real dish. Now, I don't know whether that's a play on words. I'm not sure. But obviously, he's um, he's he's a chef of... I, I'd say over lockdown, I discovered this lovely guy uh, during lockdown. And his name is Chris Baber. And I'm sure he's a familiar face to a lot of people. Um, I've seen him um, sort of out in fields a lot, especially with M&S, an awful lot lately. Chris, hello. That was a really good uh, introduction, by the way. So you can thank me for it later. Oh, such a kind introduction. I did see that just before yeah. Bob's Dish. And, um, very, very kind of you to oh. say. I hope you were talking about my food. I was. Uh, and I, I, and I like you even more now. I know you're from Northumberland. My favourite place ever. Yeah, I am. We're delighted to be working with Cooker throughout this series. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be telling you all about their brilliant boiling water taps and the fantastic addition they are to any family home. I say it like that because I love it. Not only do they save time, cooker taps are the most energy and water efficient appliance in the kitchen. A child safe double push and turn mechanism also helps to protect curious kids. And curious mothers are 89, by the way. <laughs> For more information, visit cooker.co.uk. Uh, cooker, spelled Q U double O K E R, of course. Our hot mess mums telling it like it is Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. I'll, I'll put it out there straight away that I'm single. So wow. if anyone knows of yeah. anyone that um, any of the listeners to this podcast or something you... that think I'm a dish, then can I get in can touch. I ask? Are you single? Do you think because of your work? Because just talking about that from a chef point of view, the hours are crazy, aren't they? Cooking and that kind of career is not mm. like a nine to five, and obviously filming all that kind of stuff. So does that hamper your love life? This wasn't how I was going to start, um, well, but, you know. Yeah, well, well, let's go into it. It could be like this sort of agony <laughs> thing. Um, It'd definitely you know, be agony, that's for sure. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't work in a restaurant now, so I do work myself. But I travel a lot with work, and to be honest, I think that's just an excuse. Oh. I think I'm not putting any effort into. Uh, that would be an excuse as to why I was single. I, I don't know. I just. I Are really you fussy? London, yeah, London's you know, tricky. I'm, I think to meet anyone. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, it is because you know you try and you try and approach someone the old way, like you were up in the north or whatever. And I just don't think it's received in the same way. And I don't really want to get on the apps and all no, that. Oh God. Um, Girls, women yeah, love a wanna... man that can cook. I mean, that is every woman's dream, really, to have someone who's like culinary skilled. Oh. You know. All I'd love to do is cook someone a bit of dinner every night. Simple Jeez, as that. God. That's it. God, he's a keeper, isn't he, Kelly? Let's just go back to your sort of childhood, right? So when was it when mm. you decided that you had a flair, should I say, in the kitchen? Well, I always say I can't remember not, uh, well, my mum's going to kill us here because she just mentioned it myself at Christmas. But I always say, you know, I'd come in from school and cook dinner every night. And my mum's like, hey, God, don't say think that anymore because the social services will be on to us. Why, why, why were you eight years old having to make the dinner? But it wasn't, I didn't have to do it. I just always loved doing it. And, um, yeah. you know, I think my parents were busy and, and worked like long hours and hard jobs. And that thing of just cooking for people and seeing the enjoyment it can bring. I mean, at the time, obviously, the food wouldn't have been amazing. But I think I could just see a smile on their face. Think it's one less thing for them to do. And it's quite a selfish thing cooking is because I think I get such a reward from feeding other people. I'm not necessarily doing it to feed myself. It's like seeing that thing. So I think it started from being from being a child and I just loved to, to sort of cook for my family and it started from there. But I can't remember not enjoying food or, or being in the kitchen. You see, your whole approach to cooking and food, um, I I just... I want so badly and I've just I've got it's my mindset Chris and you did you made you made me you did you made me almost yeah. cook um I had to cook dinner sweet sweet sour chicken if anyone's yeah. interested and it went down a storm and I've just got it in my head to me right it's a chore and I mean you did make it complete and utter fun and I yeah. actually enjoyed myself um and you know I think you, you are a complete inspiration in that way do you find that you know as you go through life now, you you know, with friends, with even for work, that's what, you know, your mission is just to try and inspire people to say, listen, it's a, it, can't, it doesn't have to be a choice. It doesn't have to be a pressure. Yeah, that's really it. Just to inspire people to cook from scratch, you know, I'm, I'm never going to have a Michelin star and I, I don't aspire to do that. But for me, if I can get a message from someone say, Chris, we cooked that for the first time, kids ate it all, it went down a treat and we're going to make it again next week, then happy days because that's what, I get a kick out of and you know what cooking should be fun and going back to your first question I remember I'd go over my nana and granddad's house and every time I'd go around I'd go in the kitchen they had this tiny kitchen for like a steam room there but you'd always have the music on you'd be singing and you do your kitchen yeah. discos and stuff and yeah I, I could see how much fun he was having actually cooking as well as serving the food and I think if you put the music on having a good time and just don't stress out about it and it doesn't have to be complicated. And yeah, I think it, it can be enjoyable if you set the time aside to do it, you know? I think what happens is for lots of women and mums, they start to see it as a chore mm. because it becomes a bit of a nightmare when you've got kids because everyone kind of will always yeah. have different tastes and it can be quite difficult cooking for everybody. And it becomes this thing that you schedule in and you can dread mm. as well, depending on, you know, how easy it yeah. is to please everyone or not. So I don't know what, if that's why you, you're like that, Jenny, and you feel that way about it. Because I... 
I love food and I love to cook. And I'm a big, big mm. foodie. Um, but I sometimes just really, if I could, would just blow up my kitchen and leave because it drives me insane, you know, that time. Because uh, everyone's so fussy mm. in my house. So mm. I think that's where sometimes it's it get it's difficult you know and, and so it's so important to have like simple ideas or simple chefs that you can go to and get simple recipes from that kind of don't take up too much time as well i guess totally and i think with the kids thing i mean not that i've got children but in lockdown i started this thing called uh chris baber cooking school and it was three yeah. nights a week for parents and children and obviously that was a time when people had time because they were at home and the stuff I found that got the most traction recipe-wise was anything where if the children are involved, say something like a fajita where you can, you've got your hands in there or you're making your own, or if it was meatballs and you're rolling them up, if they're involved in the process of the cooking, then I think the eating of the vegetables or whatever it might be at the other end becomes an easier a task. And yeah. not that I'm talking from experience of my own kids, but the feedback I got from everyone was that, if, if they helped make it or had a little bit of a say in it, they're more inclined to try it kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, family dishes yeah. where you can all sort of do it and get involved and um, it can help, can't it? Where did it go from you, from being in your granddad's kitchen and cooking for mum and dad at mm. home? Where did it go from there mm. to now you being in London um, and everything that's going on? Oh, I, I, I was literally just doing it for fun and I never thought I would ever um work in food because I never wanted to work in a restaurant I only ever used to watch ready say the thing I only want to do it if I can do it on tv and do all of that and um but I thought you know living remotely in Hexham in Northumberland how's that ever going to happen and I was just doing it for fun and I was working all sorts of jobs I didn't like but I knew I loved food and then there was a competition for home cooks it was in 2016 called yes chef it was like a bbc2 thing just yeah, like a that a daytime version-ish of MasterChef stripped down. And I'd set up an Instagram just sharing pictures of my literally my dinner every night. And my parents would be there thinking, what are you doing taking pictures of your food? And I was still wondering, what am I doing? Because I'm, I'm not very good with technology and that. But I did this show and ended up winning it. And there was a chef called Atul Kutcher on the show who's like yeah. a Michelin-star Indian chef. And he was like, Chris, whatever you're doing in your life, you should be working in food and getting that sort of feedback from one of my idols like yeah someone like that wow then it was like this moment of oh yeah it's all well and good my friends and family say my food's nice but when someone at the top of their game that I've admired since I was a child said it and off his own back he went if you want a job in London come and work in my restaurant and sort of two weeks later I just quit my life left my friends or whatever in, in wow. Hexham and my family and moved down to London and started in his restaurant but actually after sort of six months working with him in Mayfair, I realized, do you know what? I'm not really getting a kick out of serving people in an expensive restaurant. I missed getting that feedback from people on Instagram saying, oh, we made that. Like, you've helped us cook. And I, that's when I really found what my initial passion was to actually show people how to cook rather than serve it for them, you know? It's amazing, actually, because, um, you know, you, you knew about him, though, didn't you? Before, obviously, you, you were mm. on Yes Chef. It, it's it's always weird. Like in my career, sometimes I've I've looked back in my childhood mm. and thought, oh gosh, I really looked up to you know they were a real idol, yeah. and then all of a sudden you sort of get a call and it's like, oh, so and so's on today, and you've got to interview them, and 
And and and did you find yourself being quite giddy or quite, oh. well, you know, how were you when you met him? Because I know I, that feeling. And then you think, I've got to be cool. I've got to be cool. I've got to be cool. I couldn't believe it. Well, on the on the application form they sent me, it said, who's your favourite chef? And I'd actually written in the top three, Atul was one of them. And then you had to create like a signature dish on the day. And I've always had this passion for curry, as you know, Jenny and yes. Spice. And I, there was something I saw him make. It must have been on Saturday Kitchen like 15 years ago. And it was this sea bass and coconut curry. And at home, I'd sort of done my own version on it over the years. And that was going to be my signature dish on the day. So I've walked out into the studio. I've never met a famous personal celebrity or an idol or whatever in my life. And then they announced he's coming out. And I thought, oh, no, I'm making his kind of dish. And I remember he walked down, met him for the first time. He looked at my ingredients and he just looked at me and he was like, well, I kind of know what you're cooking. I was like, oh, no, like... It could go one way or the other. And I was so nervous when he went to taste it. But I'll never forget the moment. He he took a bite and I had to take the food into him. And I was like shaking and he just said nothing. And he was like, oh, you've nailed it. And I was like, oh, do you know what? It gives Ooh. us goosebumps thinking about that now. Yeah, absolutely. To be in that situation, one that you probably never, ever thought or yeah. imagined you'd be in. You know, but, you know, these things, they're meant to be. I'm a big believer of that. And I yeah. think there's lots of things. And I think with what you did during the, the cook-alongs during lockdown, I mean, you know, there were opportunities during that time, weren't there? And you certainly um, made the most of it and, and helped um, so many families, I think. Yeah. Because like you said, it was an event as well, wasn't it? It was feel-good factor and and it's therapy. Yeah, and, and do you I know think what? more than anything then. I'm going to say therapy for me as well, on a, like a selfish yeah. note. I live in, down here in a little flat on my own. And it was like some structure for the week. And there was a lot of families contacting me every like three nights a week. We made this and all the pictures. And then it became like the same people that were doing it week on week. And then we did the fun sort of like celebrity ones, if you like. And it gave me something to look forward to. And I felt like yeah. I, especially when say we were doing it, it was a very personal thing. If it felt like we were just in each other's kitchen. Yeah. So I think the way that even food, I think the thing that got me to fall in love with food is the way it brings people together. But even in a lockdown, I still think it had that impact, you know? It's a, It can be a game changer, though, can't it? You know, like, um, with regards to inspiring people, obviously, during that time, because it was such a difficult time for everybody, but also mm. maybe people that have never tried cooking before as well. You know, it just takes that one chef, that one person that you connect oh. with, like to watch, or, you know, my husband was not a cook when I met him, not into anything. You know, he had smash mm. out of a can and if he did some sausages yeah. with it that oh my god a, he didn't he did, did it I'm gonna have to and have that was with Chris. his gourmet that's dinner, crossing the right? line that and yeah. then I bought him a book called the ministry of food by Jamie Oliver yeah I know and he one. fell in love with Jamie Oliver and his cooking and yeah. now my husband his roast dinners his Christmas dinners everything he's an amazing cook and everyone says that and he loves it he loves to do it it just takes one, one thing yeah. I think it's like for me it's like going to the gym you know the first time you say everyone's been on like some sort of fitness journey the first time you look in the mirror you've put some muscle on a lost weight that's when you look and go oh do you know what I quite like this and it becomes a bit addictive. I think the first time you make something and you either enjoy making it or it puts a smile on whoever's face at home, that's the moment where you go, do you know what? That wasn't very hard. And look at the sort of reward I've got at the end of it. And then you want to do more. And talking about people 
starting for the first time, the amount of pictures, it was always like a dad and their yeah. son. Aww. Their wife would be videoing them saying, it's the first time both of them have ever cooked and they've decided because we've got time, we're going to do it together in lockdown Aww. three nights a week. And I'd get these pictures and it was just fantastic to see like it bringing like a family together. And a lot of them still contact me now and say, you know, we started cooking then we continue to do it once a week together as a family. I think it's really nice. Oh, wonderful. I bet your mum's dead proud. I love your mum. I mean, I've only seen pictures of her, but she looks oh. so lovely, your mum. Did you get a lot of... Uh, no, she's yeah, nice. She's nice? <laughs> uh, she's all right. Uh, uh, she, no, she is. She's great. I think I think yeah. she's proud. And do you know what? She always says she loved that um, live that we did together. She was very complimentary of me and said some very nice things. And uh, I think that went a long oh, way. She but, didn't notice um, your hair then. Yeah, I think she... <laughs> she didn't say. No, she, uh, only till you mentioned it. Yeah, for anyone um, listening to this, didn't see the live. Uh, got a bit of grief from my hair, and the, it wasn't. It was. It, it was clean. Don't tell me I would oh, washed dear. it. I definitely washed it. Just messy. I have to say um, that that sweet and sour because things like that for somebody like me, I'd be like, oh no, I can't. How do I do that? Can I just use the sauce just in yeah. a jar or whatever? And to do it from scratch, yeah, um, was extremely satisfying. Um, and mm. I just think it's weird actually because I am. Um, I don't know what, well, we've all been ill one way or another, but I lost my uh, taste a couple of years ago, right? And it's it's really interesting. You know, I'm talking about therapy and stuff like in making it, but also mm. with food itself. When you can't taste, it is. You know when they say there's a passion for an appetite for life? If you can't taste, yeah, the app- never mind your appetite's gone, but your appetite for life has gone as well. Mm. It, it's all connected, yeah. isn't it? Because I remember I phoned the doctor and I was like, listen, I can't taste anything, but I'm sure that'll pass. But I said, it's really depressed. It's getting me really depressed because I can't taste stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's Why was that? Why did that happen? Did it just... Was it, it, it might have been. No? It was early, early days, yeah. like before they even said that that yeah. was what it was. But it was right. like serious, like really couldn't taste a thing. Oh, and it was God. getting wow. me down. And uh, ever since then, I I've realised, I related to the fact that, you know, that passion and that appetite that... You know, mm. I don't know, Italians have, I mean, you have, and all people, yeah. you know, cooks, chefs, and people who really, and even, you know, you, Kelly, with your passion for cooking, it is very important to have that um, just just for peace of mind and yeah. just for just for a passion in life, I think. Yeah, God. I think food's one of the joys of life, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It really is. It's, it's a joy. It's terrible, like, you know, it's so similar to what you're saying. It's like when you're pregnant and if you suffer, like I had really bad sickness with both mine, different ways, but it really affected what I could eat. Yeah. And all the things I loved, I couldn't have. Some of the things I still can't have, even to this day, make mm. me want to heave that I loved. And, and your palate changes. So with my daughter, I had like a metallic taste the whole way through the nine mm. months with her so everything tasted like metal it was mm. it was horrendous you know and some days you you sort of sit and cry because you're like this is shit like I love food and I want to eat yeah. I mean obviously it's only nine months but it, it does it affects mm. every everything you feel because food is a joy I think you know mm. it's a I don't know it's the best thing ever to eat <laughs> so you- it is but it's such an emotive yeah, thing, yeah. like not just it's like get it gets all the senses and that you know. Yeah, right. think about it. Yeah, it's yeah. A real science in itself that the effects you know of eating has on, on yeah. or your appetite for certain foods has on on everything else in mm. life. But um, so with your mum, because I do love you, mom, were there any sort of like <laughs> yeah. um, uh, meals, dishes that that you remember 
um, that influenced you but that, that she maybe made? I don't know. Or was she not so much a... Yeah. yeah. I mean, my parents can cook, but I think a lot of people assume when, when you, I don't know, you work in food that I grew up in a household where we had like cookbooks from travels in Morocco and spice tubs. We had none of that. We had like all home cooked from scratch, like spaghetti bolognese, cottage pie, like everyone else. But I think the one thing that, you know, I don't know, we just love curries yeah. at home. And this this lamb curry that my mum made so many years ago, whatever. And it's something we'd have like once a week, you know, when you, you, you have the same sort of thing. And every time I go home now, I guarantee the minute I walk through the door, that'll be the first meal I eat when I yeah. go home. And the smell of it, I can smell it when I'm walking up the street in this lamb dance hat oh. curry. It, oh, a man, mouth's that's the one for me that my mum makes. Mm. Yeah, it's so good. And it's just the, I love the way that food can evoke memories yeah. like that. That's so true. My, yeah. my nan's um, 89 now. I don't know if you think about your mum when she used to cook but my nan was an amazing cook she used to do homemade lemon meringue pies and so many things that I think about mm. um that I remember being a kid coming in from school and her I don't know it's capturing a time isn't it really it yeah I think you make memories with it I mean yeah. you, uh, my mum they're from Cape Town so they have a lot of Cape Malay curries Chris and you know mm. they are oh, like nice. South Africa they they do they do well obviously they do barbecue but they do stews they do curries yeah. like they're bang on point um, and mm. uh, in fact what we should do is we should get I'll get my mum to cook you a curry that's what you need bit yeah. of TLC hundred percent I'd love to try that yes, yeah you please. see because that's the other thing does anyone actually cook for you oh god you're not got um, a girlfriend you know oh. Oh, god. yeah we need to sort that out that can be <laughs> job number one after this but. You know what? I actually went for a Sunday dinner at um, a friend of mine's house with his whole family on Sunday, which was the nicest thing because I, I go out and eat in some nice places with my friends, but I love home-cooked right. food. And the one thing, because I'm going so get the tissues and clear the tears from me, because I'm on my <laughs> own, I never really do a, a Sunday roast because no. it's... Yeah. That's the thing I crave. And he said, come round. And he's got a massive family, loads of kids. And it's just the nicest thing to sit there and just have this sort of like, oh, a, a, a Sunday mm. roast on a Sunday. A with, big with sitting table. down with a family. It's great. Yeah. And, and tell us about you, because during lockdown, of course, um, your book came out, didn't it? Well, just on. Yeah, well, we've announced the book it's, coming out. So you started working on it, It comes you? out in yeah. April. Yeah, I started working on it. And it's literally called Easy. And it does exactly what it sort of says on the tin, really. It's the food you love to eat made easy. It's proper food. Like, we've got everything in there from, like, fake away, so, like, your sweet and sour, Singapore noodles, different curries, chicken tikka masala, oh. stuff for breakfast and brunch, one-pan stuff. Then I've gone in for, like, some classics, you know, fish pies, cottage pies, all of that, bangers and mash, onion gravy. It's really, like, the food people love to eat but I've made it easy and in a few ways I think the first one is there's a lot of snobbery around mm -hmm. food and there shouldn't be there shouldn't be any status thing to it so the first thing I said to myself is you know everyone should be able to understand the language that's in yeah. there so I've dropped any words like saute or julienne because I feel that let's say your kids are off the uni and they open a cookbook and it said saute some carrots that you've julienne that's a barrier to yeah. cookery and it sort of mm. can put you off. So I've written everything in like everyday language. Everything's easy to buy in a supermarket. Um, 
And then it's easy to use equipment. You know, there's loads of books you open up. First of all, you'd have to go around 20 shops to get the ingredients. Yeah, see that. And then you get to them. Yeah, it's it's not it's not real, yeah. is it? And then you get to the point and you need a stand mixer or something. It's like, well, I haven't got that. I can't make that mm-hmm. recipe. So, you know, easy to get the ingredients, easy to understand the words I've written and easy sort of to use kitchen equipment, but just proper food. Mm-hmm. I always think back to like, you know, you live in this bit, of, well, I live in this bit of a London bubble where amazing food's accessible to us all and probably the knowledge of food in London and different cuisines and whatever's a bit greater and access to exotic ingredients is easy. I always think, would everyone in my hometown know what that is? Would they know how to understand that? And I always just think back to that, or like, would my mum and dad know how to make this? Could they get those ingredients? So it's really just for real people that have a real life. You oh, know? it sounds so good and easy. What a great name as well. That's right up my street, by the way, obviously. The word <laughs> itself. I'm well, like honing that... straight on that one. Why is it that you don't you know, cook? You Me? know, yeah. I used to, I because you're very healthy. I think when I was married, I thought it was the role I had to play. And I did it, and then I got divorced. It put me right off. I just thought, I just, I'm, I I think I, I feel like I've run and done it a bit. Um, But I was always one of those people who, um, I, I I just cooked with whatever was in the house. I'd never have Mm. a recipe and then go and get all the ingredients for the recipe. I'd had stuff in, and then I'd just have to make stuff up. Um, That's good though, mm. isn't it, to be able to do that? To be able to open your cupboard and just knock it all up. You know, knock something up with it. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It's good. And it's a proper mum skill, that. Oh, Chris Kelly. Then, Miss doesn't really cook, you know, Pringles and hummus will do type person. I ended up on, I did ready, steady cook. I got the plate somewhere. You did MasterChef as well, didn't you? Yeah, and I did MasterChef. I I love MasterChef. Who were you teamed up with on ready, steady cook? Can't remember. Were you a green pepper or red tomato? Oh, no, I think I was a red tomato. I have no idea why I was there. No idea. You know when yeah. you go, they, you get a car comes to get you, right? Everybody is yeah. listening as well. When you do all these sort of, when you guess on stuff, someone just sort of comes to get you, and they go, and I go, well, you know where I'm going. I don't. I'm a bit like that. Yeah. So that was that was one of the classic moments when I just rocked up and I was like, what am I doing? No idea. But you should have been good on that because it's a bag full yes. of stuff, and you've got to come up with it. So that's a bit like your home cooking, <laughs> yes. you know. Just open the cupboard, see what's yeah. there. Yeah, and that's what happened with the uh, Master Chef because the first one you do yeah. is when they just have a table of stuff, and then you just take yeah. whatever you want. And uh, yeah, uh-huh. but yeah, you see, I think you can always tell uh, somebody who can cook or not is if they can make a pudding or they can bake. Mm. If you can't do puddings and bake, yeah. then you're not really yeah, mm. you know, because that takes skill. I think there's a there's a famous chef who um, so famously someone would come for a job interview and he'd just say to them, make me scrambled eggs. Because, you know, how many times do you watch MasterChef and they, they do something really complicated and then they get like a skills test of making something really mm. simple or like just cooking a piece of meat simply and they can't, I think you've got to master the basics. Like, yeah. you know, a good cake, perfect scrambled eggs. It's such a simple yeah. thing. But I think... If you can nail the basics, then you should move on to do the more exotic Don't things, if you, you like. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. We are working with Cooker throughout this series. Cooker taps are a brilliant addition to any family home. Their Flex Fusion and Nordic taps look great in any kitchen. They're energy and water efficient and are safe to use with little ones running around. 
Now, one cooker mum is our very own. Yep, you've guessed it, Jenny. <laughs> you love it, don't you? You absolutely love your tap. Honestly, um, I, had to, I had to have a new kitchen because it's about 35 years old. And the one thing out of everything in my kitchen that I just drag people to look at straight away is my cooker tap. I'm not joking, it is a life changer. Genuinely, it is. And I'm like, please come and have a look at this. Look, And the one thing, I, I was always boiling the kettle every five minutes, so of course with the tap, it's so quick because it just it just sort of delivers that boiling hot cup of water and no more. So it's energy saving, water efficient. It's just brilliant. Honestly, it's brilliant. I've got to get one. I've got to get one. Uh, to <laughs> learn more about Cooker, visit their website, cooker.co.uk. That's spelled Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. So are you happy about, you know, I, I always think, so my Connie, she's going to be 21, Sue. Polly's 30. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm concerned because I've got the attitude I've got at the moment that, you know, they're mm. not going to be in, into cooking as much as they should be because I like real food. I don't like yeah. processed food. So that in itself is really, yeah. you know, significant into making sure that everyone mm. can cook properly. Um, so Connie as a student, I think just out of survival, she seems to have got a head around it and she's quite good at chopping. And I think chopping stuff yeah. off's really important. That's the bit, you know peeling and chopping and having the patience to do all those things first yeah. that's really important but with polly this this generation i'm deeply concerned about deeply mm. Mm. and it's because it's all convenient yes. isn't it like every like everything you can get on an app instantly like your takeaways and, and all the rest mm. of it um so is she cooking at home at the minute or not no her treat is well, delivery Deliveroo. Do you think they should bring it? it? Do you think they should put it in schools, Chris? Because my daughter has cookery lessons. um, They do that at her school. She comes home, they've made biscuits, Um, they've made, you know, and it's brilliant. I love it. I love the fact they do that with her. If there's one thing that whenever my profile gets big enough to make a real difference, it would be to make it sort of compulsory for schools as part of the curriculum to have that in because, like, yeah, you know, I learned a bit of trigonometry and Pythagoras, whatever, but I don't know what Absolutely. that is. Absolutely, yeah. used no it life, in my skills. life skills. Life skills, yeah. Yeah, I'm, but I can make an apple crumble because I learned one at school. Not that it should just be apple crumble every week, but you actually learning to make food. I think that's you've got to start young mm. to to get an understanding yes. of it and. That, I, I'm incredibly passionate about that. And in lockdown, I did a few private sort of classes for different schools mm. and teachers and they'd Zoom in like 30 kids from a class that had never really cooked. And I did that a little bit and it was great to see the appetite they yeah. had for it after doing it once, then twice. Yeah. And then I was getting feedback in from these kids' parents like, oh, they made this at home and they're starting to get into food. So I'd love to yeah. help with schools. It or would massively yeah. help, wouldn't it, as well? Yeah. I think with like this whole obesity crisis that we are looking at all the mm. time because of the fast food and the convenience and everything, mm. I think yeah. if people learn to cook from scratch and learn what goes in their food and understand That's about it. protein and everything, then we'd be in a different ballpark with it all. I think... The joy of cooking from scratch, I mentioned, like, at school, you know, apple crumble. It's probably not the healthiest thing to eat every day, but I always say, like, the joy of cooking from scratch, even with kids doing bacon, is a great yeah. thing because that's when you learn how, let's say you buy a cake off Deliveroo in the shop. You don't even know no. what's in it. But if you make a cake and you pour all the sugar in with your kids, add all the you butter, know, then what? that's the education yes. piece of 
this is a treat. This is why we only have one slice after yeah. dinner because you can see how much has gone into it. And then your brain, you go, ah, yeah. oh, next time I see cake, I know that that is why we call that a mm-hmm. treat and why we don't. And I think food, you know, people say, what's your guilty pleasure? I don't have one because if I felt guilty, I shouldn't be eating it. I think guilt and food is a terrible association yeah. and you've got to have a healthy relationship mm. with it. And it's such a difficult world now, though, it isn't is. it, for, for younger it people? It really is. And I think um, the, the sort of whole attitude towards food anyway, but, you know, there's been so many eating disorders which um you know been mm. found problem and made worse during lockdown etc we really have got to you know approach the whole subject with a refreshing and um, educational point of view and uh, you're the man for it mr baber well i'm trying my best but yeah the eating disorders you know i've got a friend bless her she's been severely affected for probably like over 10 years mm. now and she's i mean i don't really want yeah. to go into it but i've seen what it can do to yeah. people and it's terrific mm. so yeah. you know people sh- should have this sort of healthy relationship with food yeah, absolutely and i just i just think for uh for us um here on the hot mess mums it's um a subject you know that like w- with you that we're saying is it's inclusive it's for all the family it's therapeutic yeah. you know it's entertaining because the whole thing like even like you say about about having the music on while you're cooking yeah. make it an event um, and you make it cool, Chris. You make it cool. Well, I, I, I don't know about that, but I think I try and make it fun for people. And I think music's the key. Yeah. So when you're at home, my first thing is get some music on. Put some music on that you're going to enjoy. And I love the way you talk about being therapeutic because it is. And like I could be out busy all day, but once you don't have to cook something exotic. But I think it's that task of just doing something really simple like a bowl of pasta. Mm you get in the, the mode of it and put some music on and just make it. And then if you've got your family and you sit down and eat it together, I mean, I'm a bit of old fashioned like that. I like to sit and eat with people rather than no iPhones, no sitting in other rooms or whatever. So hard. I can't tell you. I mean, I feel so guilty now and I feel, oh, just, you, but I'm inspired. No, because what's happening is we're in a pattern yeah. at home, right? So, uh, Martin, yeah. he comes in way too late and I'm too impatient. And, Mm. Polly's comes in earlier. Connie's not here anymore. So what happens is now, and I've got myself into that cycle. I just feed Polly, so I've ticked yeah. a box and I've done it. I'll yeah. just nibble and just eat crap. Well, not crap. I'll eat healthily, but I won't eat a lot. Yeah. And we've got into this cycle. And then I looked at her yesterday, and she was on the sofa, on her own with a plate on her lap, watching something. Yeah. And I thought that's not right. That it's just not good. But don't. Don't feel guilty about it. And it's not this, like, we don't all live in a perfect world and you don't have to do it every night. Even if it's just once mm. a week, you make the effort to get together because we are all busy and live mm. different lives. And I would hate to make you feel guilty <laughs> about it. But, it's the norm. Um, yeah, but what you describe the is the norm. For, yeah, it normal. is for most yeah. mums and, you know, and parents. I know very few that can get everybody down at the table every single night, happy, mm. eating yeah. the yeah. same same thing. You know, I mean, it just... It, it's like you have to plan it or if you know that there's a meal that everybody loves that yeah. you can like make a roast, together a, Sunday ro- a roast I do yeah. a Monday that's roast it. actually so that's Monday it. night I do a Monday roast nice. yeah. So, and that, yeah and that's how it can work I mean god my son he doesn't like sitting and having meals you know he's four and he loves to snack yeah. his whole thing is snacking all the time it might be yeah. on fruit it might be on chocolate it might be whatever but getting yeah. him to sit down and mm. sit at a tent is really difficult and yeah you know, so there mm. are ways around it, but no one does it every night. I mean, you just, it's yeah, bloody impossible. Yeah, you don't impossible. have to do it every night, do you? No. 
I think it's about thinking something that's easy to make, even like let's go back to like a spaghetti bolognese. You can make a massive bowl of the sauce, loads of the pasta, and then it doesn't matter if you said dinner was at six and people getting hot. Yeah. Because it can sit and wait. It's not going to, I think that's the thing. If you pick something that can be warmed a bit back up, it doesn't matter if everyone's not dead yeah. on time. But even if it's just once a week to, to sort of get together and do it, it's a nice thing. Right. 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 Job done. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and it's. <laughs> uh, I am honestly looking forward though to your book. Just the fact it's called Easy, job uh, done. Thanks. Yeah, I am really. Job and done. I've really enjoyed. I think the whole your whole approach and your personality, um, and and the sort of the way you you've come in, the angle you've come in with the cooking has just been mm. fantastic, and I really appreciate it, especially with families um, and people mm. like me who don't find it easy. Yeah, I think one thing on that, it's so nice to hear you say that because I've been down here now five years trying to do this. And I think, you know, it's not if you like it's not sexy or edgy what I'm doing, where you can maybe grow quicker and build a bigger name for yourself in a shorter space of time. But what I actually care about is yes. families cooking at home. And I'll never come away from those mm-hmm. values. And, you know, you can jump on trends here and there, but I'm not interested because no. I know what I want to do and I've got a bit of a purpose with it so I'm, I'm glad you sort of see that and uh, it comes across because I, I really do care about it it's, and that's it it's, it's caring um, and I think there's a lot of big mm. personalities you know a lot of celebrities whether they're chefs or not yeah. and what happens is after a while it does sometimes become a lot about them and the thing is you know if you if yeah. you always care it, it means you know for longevity and you know so you can sleep at night yeah. it's, it's definitely the right attitude yeah. that's my that's my opinion for, you know, even from where I've come from, I've always really cared. Um, mm. And that's that's the thing to do. So uh, what we're cooking, because we're doing a live, aren't we? What we're cooking? A oh, chicken we're satay. we're going to do a chicken satay. Yeah, satay. chicken satay, but in a curry. So I think, you know, everyone loves curry. Everyone loves chicken satay. So in the book I've made, don't. it's not going to be authentic, like from Malaysia or whatever, but it's basically a chicken curry in a massive thing of sort of satay sauce so you get that creamy coconut sauce with the chicken and peppers yeah. in just have it on some rice so you can put it in lettuce cups if you're cutting down on the carbs or whatever but so easy and it's all stuff from the cupboard you'll probably have it in it's just like coconut milk curry powder honey yeah soy yeah. sauce that. dead yeah. easy oh that sounds um, lovely i know i'm gonna have to have a i'm gonna get your book as well i love yeah. my cookery books she so she's we'll send that up when it's oh, out. April, we'll get them definitely to love come to and deliver. Where are you? You're still in the northeast. No, I've not been there for a while. I was there for eight years. I got married in Horsley, oh. but no, I've been. I'm I'm in Nottinghamshire yeah. now. I'm back in the East. I'm an East Midlands girl, so I'm back home. Yeah, yeah it's still a nice part of the world. Yeah, though, right? it's lovely. And Newcastle's like two hours up on the A1, straight from me. So I get to go up. Yeah. I've got all my sort of a lot of friends up there still. So I go up quite a bit. But yeah. Oh, well, perfect. You get the best yeah. of both worlds. And you're in Altrincham, aren't you? Because we were in Manchester together. And then I've yeah. moved a lot, Chris. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. But listen, Chris, thank you for your time. And thank you for inspiring people like me and all those mums that we've got. And hopefully there'll be a lot more families. Just I've just got that idyllic picture of them all sort of like cooking and having fun and putting some music on and just doing a big cook-along. Mm. Um, and, and you know why not from tonight that's what I say so thanks Yay. Chris you are a complete yeah, and utter great. star yeah oh thanks for having me on I really appreciate oh, yeah, it yeah well, we'll catch up with you again and see how you're getting on always yeah yeah definitely okay. I'd love that thanks right, so much thanks Chris bye 
Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. The Hot Mess Mums. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Thanks to Cooker for sponsoring this episode. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be telling you all about their brilliant boiling water taps and the fantastic addition they are to any family home. Not only do they save time, Cooker taps are the most energy and water efficient appliances in the kitchen. A child safe double push and turn mechanism also helps to protect curious kids. For more information, you can visit cooker.co.uk. That's spelled Q U O O K E R. 